Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today is another solo episode with ya boy. I am doing a requested episode here. I'm going to do a watch-along for February 20th of 1995. That's a raw episode, so if you want to watch along with me, go ahead and pull that up. It's February 20th, 1995. Uh, go ahead and get that up in your queue. If you normally listen to this show, like in your car or, uh, you know, not while you're in front of the TV, obviously, and you don't plan on doing the watch along, I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, the next couple weeks schedule up front here. Uh, so next week, uh, obviously, Clash of Champions is coming up. Next week, I will be covering the Clash of the Champions 2020 with none other than uh, the patron saint of the rock block himself, Mr. Jesse Baker. He's going to be here and and guess what? He's bringing his indie commentary friend as well. We're going to have a brand new guy. He goes by Wex. Uh yeah, it's, it's going to be really it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited about that one. The following week, uh we're going to be in deep into the, the Halloween area. The Halloween territory of October. So we're going to have Benji Brown back. And we are going to cover one of the most notoriously bad pay-per-views of all time. Uh, at least pay-per-view main events of all time. Maybe the worst ever. Uh, and that's going to be Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior at WCW's Halloween Havoc in 1998. I am super, super pumped for that one. So guys, that's the next two-week schedule uh, before we get into the watch along. So that way, you know, if you're in your car, you want to switch to something else, I totally get it because as a one man watch along, there's going to be some dead space here, boys and girls. So if you are in front of your TV and you do want to watch this along with me, it should be pretty solid. I'd say keep your TV commentary up a little bit because I will make some remarks about the commentary. So, um, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Let's find that February 20th, 1995. And all you got to do is just hit that play button. We're going to do three, two, one. You guys ready? All right, three, two, one, play. All right, the old school WWF Raw live from Macon, Georgia, Macon Coliseum. God, you got to love hearing that uh, Vince McMahon commentary in the background. It's so nice. <sighs> the home of Monday Night Raw. Man, I missed that. Dude, by the way, if anybody knows where I can get one of those classic uh, WWF banners, it looks like a flag with the WWF Raw, let me know. Jeff Jarrett and Diesel. The King's Core with Shawn Michaels unveiling his bodyguard. Oh, I guess this is the episode where he unveils Sid. Nice. Bam Bam Bigelow back after a suspension. Okay. Nice. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Double J with those light up, light up hole gimmicks. Oh, man. God, his outfits were so terrible. Oh, man. The gold belt is going on it tonight. Okay, well, we'll see. Champion versus champion, though. I mean, Kevin Nash, Diesel. Nice little promo here. Uh, okay, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide, Kevin. It was the 90s. It was 95. I'll, I'll let it slide. God, I love this theme song, though, man. Razor. Just was, dude, Razor got such a push, man. Bret Hart, Undertaker. More Razor. Good Lord. 
It makes you wonder that if he had stayed in 96, you think they would have put the belt on him eventually? I think so. I really do. I do think he would eventually have been the world, the world heavyweight champion. Dollar signs in the hallway. Bam Bam making his way down with the million dollar man. Bam Bam is definitely one of my favorite big men from this time. I mean, especially some of the stuff he did a little bit later. A couple more years after this in ECW. Big, big fan of that. Stuff he did with Taz was super good. Bobby Coupo? Oh, this is when they're building for the LT match. We recently cut. Well, not I guess not super recently, but we have covered the WrestleMania 11. Uh, I guess it was this past WrestleMania, didn't we? I guess it was. Yeah, it was WrestleMania 11. No, it was WrestleMania 9. Wait, no? Was it? It had to have been 11. Yeah, it had to have been 11. Because then Sean won the title at 12. Oh, look at the squash here. Wait, who's this guy? But Man, the picture in picture with the lawyers that can't cut promos are obviously just reading words off of a paper. Maybe not the best bet there, uh, Vince. Maybe not the best bet. Gary Seva. All right, well, I mean, this is weird. I feel like Bam Bam's given up a lot to this guy that's not even a signed wrestler. Like, seems really silly to me. Okay, here we go. Now we cut him off. Back to the basic squash that you expect from a 1995 match on Raw. It is always uh, super nostalgic here, and good old Vince doing the commentary. Cornette too, man. Wow. That man, I feel like that this mullet is almost like a skullet to be. Like he's really thin on the top, but then the back is like super long and luscious. It's almost like if you just flipped like a head of romaine lettuce upside down. Like I feel like that's uh. That's kind of the look that he's going for there. Ooh, that pastel purple shirt. Jim Cornette, buddy. And that teal sports coat. Man, definitely 1995. So, yeah, now BMM's just in control, and it's a basic squash. I do feel like they're giving him a whole lot of time, though. Like... Man, those Bam Bam forearms are great, though. Big fan. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. Nice kick to the head there. Yeah, sorry, guys. Dead Space is a little weird with the, with the solo, but I really wanted to watch the show for you guys. Ugh. Say by all? See, I feel like in these situations where I know I'm watching a, a squash match, I spend most of my time like looking at people in the crowd, and I'm like, I wonder what they're doing now. Like, that kid with the Wilson like long-sleeve T-shirt in the front row, like, is he even alive still? Like, 
How old is he? What does he do for a living? These these are the kind of things that my brain just like runs with. Or how about that guy in the back with like the weird pink and like pink polo with the green collar that just has like this super thin mustache? It's just it feels weird. Bam bam got him in the corner now though. Oh nobody home. Man, dude, Gary Sapal is getting a push here, guys. He's getting a push. Getting the damn push, Connie. Ooh, kind of like a cartwheel drop kick thing. Extraordinary agility. And then DDT. That's got to be the finish, right? It's probably one of the worst DDTs I've ever seen. I feel like this is not that far removed from Jake the Snake, too. Like, when did it just become a segue? Like, I feel like that's a good question to ask. Like, the history of professional wrestling finishes. When did the DDT really die? Because they make fun of it now. Like, Jim Cornette makes fun of it now, but. That was the finish. I mean, it wasn't the finish, I guess. He still did his headbutt, but I guess it was a setup kind of move. At least it got more than, like, the way it gets in modern-day wrestling. But, of course, you know, your winner is Bam Bam Bigelow. Giving Bam Bam the mic after a wrestling match, a squash that, like, they get way too much time, honestly. I mean, way too much time. Like how far are we in this? Well, I guess they only got like five minutes, but still for like a squash, you know. I called him a wimp. Oh my goodness, 1995, risque, risque. Oh, a lawsuit out of that. I called him a wimp. Jim Cornette, man, just trying to sell that turd. Just trying to sell that turd. Man. Love that. Love these old, like, segues, all the music from, like, I wish I could find, like, just these songs, like, on iTunes. Like, not even, like, intro music, but just, like, old raw themes. And, like, the WrestleMania theme. Oh, man, I want, I want that so bad. I mean, I guess I could just, like, download the video and then rip the audio from it. Probably will do that, actually. Oh, Adam Bomb. Whoa, he's hype, bro. Adam Bomb. Blast from the past. He is so hype. Look at him. He's like over. Dude, fans are like hot for him. Dude, I never understood why he didn't get. Oh my god, Rip Rogers is here, God. Oh my goodness. This is very much like Southern Job Guys, you know, like. Maybe this is where maybe this is where Nick is trying to get me. I did work a show with Rip. I worked a couple shows with Rip. I don't, I never actually wrestled him, but funny guy. Oh, the mushroom cloud. Oh. Man, I mean Adam was over and I've always felt like Adam Bomb was a missed opportunity. I felt like he never, I mean, him as a wrestler just never He's got a great look. He was a decent promo too. I feel like if you pushed him, I mean, I don't feel like he was bad in the ring, but let's find out. I mean, Rip Rogers is pretty solid so we'll see oh yeah well i can already tell you just about that push that he's green as grass rip trying to get another push okay they're not really doing this properly oh replacing diesel 
Oh, now we're already talking about Sean. See, I feel like even in the 90s, they're, you know, spent too much time talking about other angles and not actually what's happening in the ring. That's the biggest problem with WWF as opposed to, like, NWA or JCP. Rip Rogers, man. God, what a, like, Walmart version of Jesse Ventura right now. Like, just, uh, like, what are they, what even are those paint? Like, are those tights? Like, they're, like, are those just, like, paisley bite like watercolor bicycle shorts like what is he wearing goodness gracious is that jack doan like the baby jack doan man referee is still with like the blue button up and the black bow tie really glad they went to the white black stripes man I wonder whose call that was. I wonder whose call it was to finally change up the uniform for the referees. Dude, okay, guys. I know I've been talking about it, but maybe I should start a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter or something. But, like, I really want a really well-made, you know, like, really well-made, top-notch, Netflix-level documentary about pro wrestling referees and the evolution of it and what what the job can entail from, like, you know, just to, like, an armory wrestling match at your local like you know in the local podunk town or all the way up to like you know tokyo dome like i'd love to have like an interview with like red shoes or like you know earl baby earl or like mike Kyoto or i would just love to have like interviews with these people and like really say you know hey like this is how it starts you're in the you know you're at the fairgrounds they just tell you who's going over how long you got and that's it but i mean i really want to know like what you know especially like in the modern era, like with the, you know, when they have the, when they have the, the earpiece in and they're getting, you know, cues from the back and like how much, like, you know, sometimes you hear about guys telling like, like some, a really good referee can call a spot when he sees guys, you know, like struggling in the ring. Like, so I would, I, would, I think that that's a, a documentary that I, I personally at least would like to see. And I feel like a lot of marks, especially people that are listening to this kind of show, uh, would also enjoy it. I feel like they're always kind of like the third man that's in the shadows or whatever, you know. A life in stripes. That's what I want to call it, by the way. Let's make it happen, guys. You guys hit me up. Let's make this a documentary happen. Adam Bomb's just like wearing Rip Rogers out. Great look, man. I just don't understand. Like, I mean, he's got he's pretty good baby face too. Maybe it's more that they kept him as a heel a lot. I mean, especially in WCW, I feel like he was only a heel. Big old clothesline off the top rope. The big old Adam Bomb. See, I feel like they messed that up. I feel like they should have given Ahmed Johnson the clothesline off the top rope. And, like, what is the Pearl River Plunge could have been the atom bomb. Like, I feel like that would have been way better. Wait, is that a fake tattoo that they, like, drew on for him? I don't feel like that's the same one that he has, like, when he's in WCW. Was that makeup, maybe? Maybe it is the same one. I'm just crazy. Do you think that like all right guys, tell let me know. Do you think that they gave Adam Bomb that whole like red and yellow vibe because of like no Hulk Hogan? I mean, Hogan must pose and Adam's doing a pretty good job. Uh oh. Bam bam. Bam bam selling slim gems he's That's not bad. It's not bad. I mean it feels wrong, but it's not bad. Oh, here goes Brett taking some kind of award. I do kind of want that jacket, though. I'd wear that jacket today, no cap. Wow. 
the superstar that best epitomizes the new generation. Look at how empty that arena was, Brett, when you were on top. Look at how empty that arena is, man. God. Look at that creepy girl. I'm sorry. Okay, this is what I'm talking about, though. Like, I'm not even listening to Vince. Like, what? Wh- who is that girl? Where is she now? Is she still alive? Is she still a girl? It's weird times, 2020, you know? By the way, I don't know if you guys have watched um, Game Over on um, on Netflix, but, dude, like... I think it's like the Space Invaders like champion is like now a woman. And he uh I don't even know if he or she is correct, but uh, uh they the person was not when they won the championship. So it was a weird thing. Like of all people, like the Space Invaders champion. Oh man, here goes Brett, man. Sorry, I'm all over the place, guys. It's a solo watch along. This is a, you get what you pay for here, guys. It's a free show. I'll tell you this, man. Next week's gonna be a good one too, though. Brett holding up the plaque is just so strange to me. The King Jerry Lawler. What a sweetheart. He was always sweet to us, man. Always sweet to the young boys. I don't like that. Don't be creepy. Back in Macon Coliseum, Macon, Georgia. King's Court. Okay. I thought it was just me when I saw it in the thumbnail, but, like, so, like, the king has holding a mic and, like, the the label or, like, the logo around the box that goes around the mic, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's for Raw, and Raw has always been red, but like this one's blue and white, like very SmackDown looking, which is kind of strange in hindsight because this is what, like five, six years prior to SmackDown debuting. Like, why would it be blue? So strange. Japanese. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. For the slanted remarks. <laughs> Man. Oh my goodness. He's a racist. Get out of here. Now Sean's coming out. Sean cuts off the racist thing? That's weird. Man. Not quite prime Sean Michaels, but we're getting close, man. 95 Sean is pretty solid, but. 96, 97, Sean is just unmatched by any wrestler ever in the history of wrestling. Although that mullet is just beautiful. It's like, honestly, it makes me like scared because like I have really thick hair. I'm like, I don't ever worry about like going bald. But like, I, I mean, look at how much hair that dude has. And like, he's bald now, like bald, bald. I mean, maybe I guess he did have a spot there in the back that I just didn't notice, and he's, like, covering it up. Oh, man, look at that zebra print, Sean. Those long earrings. Baby, boy. Blow the lid. Blow the lid off. Yeah, here we go. 
kingfish. Oh, he won the 95 Royal Rumble, which he did. He is a marked man, indeed. I feel like, okay, can somebody else comment here? Like, again, I'm a massive Sean Mark, but uh, I don't really know when he did play Playgirl. I want to say that was this year. I want to say it was 95, but I'm not sure for obvious reasons. Um, but the cockiness, dude, the swag, like, you just can't deny it. And you can't, like, you can't not, like, just hate him. Like, I love it. I love the cockiness, baby. Oh, okay. Now that it's, like, a, a more, like, close-up shot and I see the top of his head, yeah, it's not super thick. But it's so thick on the sides, which is so weird. Man. The envy of every superstar. I mean, it's kind of ironic that here we are, you know, 25 years later and... That's uh, that's pretty much how it is. Can't beat everybody. He's got a point. Found it necessary to have a match. Oh, to have a man to watch his back. Okay, yeah. I mean, this is long-winded, guys, to be honest with you. And again, dude, the blue. The blue on the microphone. Maybe is, it, is that Am I the only one Like, that feels that that's weird? Of course, at this point, we know it's Sid. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm popping everybody's cherry here, but it's Sid. I mean, Diesel, obviously, is probably the most notorious of the bodyguards. But, I mean, the whole thing with Sid was a, pre it was a good storyline, man. And I feel like they had a decent little feud, too. It, essentially, it turned Sean Babyface, finally. Um, getting Jose Lothario in there and... That whole angle where Jose got hit with the camera and it's, it's just stuff that like I'll never forget, you know. And to be fair, man, Sid looks like um like an absolute monster here. I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't negate or argue that Sid looks beastly, like. Sean's like standing on the throne. Oh, nice. There you go. I love what you're doing there, Sean. Nice. Boys and girls. I mean, okay, Nick. You made me want you made me watch this one. This was your request. Um, I would like call you out all the way because I can't. I don't I don't but I honestly don't know how to um, say your last name. Uh, I Man, I appreciate the request, but I got to say, I mean, I guess we're only, well, we're almost halfway through here, and I feel like there's nothing uh, nothing major on this show, you know? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's going to be some huge botch or something. Oh, Sid. Man, Sid, like, okay. Sid can be awful, or he can be great. I mean, for what for what he's trying to accomplish right now, he's getting over, I feel like. I think he's doing a good job. Sean's loving it. I don't feel like his promo is bad at all. Sean, by the way, dude, if you keep trying to tell people you're 6 foot or 6'11", or for, I'm sorry, 6'1", 6'2", whatever you're trying to tell people, the king is taller than you right now. Like, that's not... 
Dude, you're easily maybe 5'10", maybe 5'11". I mean, still greatest of all time, but goodness gracious. Definitely not 6'1", 225. That's insane. Definitely not the case. Rule the world. There you go. I love that they queued him out and he wasn't quite ready. Oh, game on. Game on. Is that what he kept saying? Like, man, God, I mean, the creepiness, though. I mean, come on. Sid was. Still with a killer, 95, main event. I mean, I do remember this reveal and being like, what? Um, so, I mean, yeah, I can appreciate it. Oh, what do we got now? What do we got now? Jacob and Eli Blue with Dutch Mantel. Is he Dutch Mantel here? Where is he? I don't think they have said. Does he have an SS tattoo on his arm? Ooh. Although Ron and Don, man, I mean, I, I, you know, I've heard. Okay, look, I can only judge people on how they treated me, and that's I really do try to do this to the show. I mean, I'll judge the shit out of somebody's character or their gimmick or whatever for sure, but I really try to not judge the people unless, like, I've had personal encounters with them. And, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I ran into Ron and Don at a couple shows. For, okay, full disclosure, for a little while, I worked for uh, a little small, small. When I say small, I mean, like, maybe 20 to 25 people a show. On, like, the best day, maybe 50 people at the show. Um, Podunk Town, Columbia, Tennessee. I worked for a little company called NWA Main Event. Well, when TNA started, it was NWA TNA. So there were guys that worked in TNA that would work these small, small indies. I'm sure they were getting paid or, I don't know, maybe they had something worked out. Um, I'm not really even sure how that all worked. I I made literally peanuts, if anything at all. So, um, But, yeah, I ran into Ron and Don a couple times. Uh, a couple times with Bert Prentice, too, uh, at the fairgrounds. And they were always super sweet to me. Um, I mean, granted, I've, I think I've had less than two whole minutes of dialogue with them, but... They were nice guys, you know, they did the rounds. I mean, I'm a young boy weighing like 115, 120 pounds, and they made it a point as the respect in the locker room at least was in the in those days. Like, you you know, you put you, bring, you come in, you put your bag down, you shake everybody's hand, you introduce yourself, even if you're seeing everybody every day. Like, it's just what you do. Um, I will tell you this. I made that mistake one time. I had spent like four or five years out of the business, and I was late coming to an indie show. And I literally, like, put my gear on to go, like, be a manager for someone who will not be named. And when I came back, I had full heat in the locker room because I didn't shake anybody's hand. And I guess that I was, like, meant that I was cocky or whatever. But I was already felt shitty and was so nervous about just being there because there had been, like, literal years since I had done anything. Um, I apologized profusely, but it didn't didn't help you know they i mean i was already i was already kind of marked at that point it would have been fine but to make matters worse i just i ended up having to do more band music stuff and didn't end up going back which i'm sure made it even worse for my friend uh that had actually gotten me the spot anyway but 
Yeah, man. I feel like this is all just squashes. Power slam here. Jacob and Eli Blue against no names. I have, at this point, I have no idea who they're even wrestling. But again, like more bald guys with like just shit tons of hair at the time. Like, but now they're super bald. I I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. It scares me. It makes me scared. I'm getting old, guys. I'll be thirty six next not next month, but like two months, like a month and a half. God, I really hope you guys have the the commentary up as well, because Cornette is like kind of a gem here. I feel like this is almost like, I mean, this isn't his prime, obviously. Like, NWA 80s is more his prime. But as far as a mouthpiece, I loved, like, Cornette's corner and, like, the little shoot stuff that he did in 96, 97, too. I thought it was really good. Um, underrated guy. I mean, now I will say, I mean, first of all, if you if you think that, J like, Jim Cornette on Twitter and Jim Cornette and his podcast is, like, really who he is, I think you're you're being worked. Like, I, I mean, I, I really don't think he's the asshole that he portrays. And if he is that far out of touch, then, I mean, it makes sense why he doesn't have a job. But I, I don't know. I really do feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a fake deal. Oh, yeah. And so the indie guy, like, just puts himself back into back into the, like, rope hang-up. Oh, God. That was so bad. Okay. I mean, that's a botch. But, Nick, I'm still trying to figure out, bro. Like, why why this show? Like, let me know. Why this show? Spine buster into a pretty pretty waffle leg drop actually. Okay, one two three. The Blues I guess needed a squash match. Look at Mike Kyoto with his nice romaine. That's a that's a high and tight mullet right there, baby boy. That's a goodie. Oh, now they're like, what's that? What's that? What is that thing? What's that thing, Uncle Zib? Is that, is, that, is, that, is that one of them contraptions? Oh, now he's got to get him by the ear, by the hair, or whatever. Oh, it's stupid. Stupid. I mean, even for 95, this is rough. Vince, nice and gray and black, though. Like I'm liking that look, though, with the long sleeve tee tucked in with the blazer on top. I love it. And that black lapel button, too, with the... Mm. Oh. Ooh. Look at the cuffs on that jacket, too. Nice. The fanny pack. My big daddy cool. NBA jam. Of course, he can't play. Because, you know, he's got no knees. But Man, another shout-out, too. I don't know if you guys are, like, following Kevin Nash or have kept up with him in the past couple of years. Yo, go, like, look at his Instagram for, like, the past few years. And check out that picture of his, like, legs that are jacked up from, like... And he said they've been jacked up since, like, like basketball. So, at that point, he was, like... You know, I feel like he was wearing those leather pants with, like, the, the frayed sides. Because he, like, couldn't get the muscle growth there because of how many, like, leg injuries he'd already had. So, I mean, that being said, I mean... If you see the transformation, though, I mean, it's insane. Those tiny legs all the way up to, like, I mean, he looks he looks awesome, dude. Like, honestly, he's good down for another run. Give him a ma at least a match. Shit, get him an AEW versus Cody. I'd love to see that. Or actually, any good baby. Get, dude, give him a match against, like, Orange Cassidy. 
I think we've all proved that he can work at least. Okay, here we are. I think we're in the main event. I'm getting close to it. Wow. I mean, if they get 15 minutes, I'll be... God, 15 minutes of a diesel match? The roadie. What a terrible gimmick. Double J. Man. Those lights on his gear. Awful. Roadie holding open the How high is how high is Jesse James at this point, guys? How high is he? What do you think? Over under over under two grams smoked that day. What do you think? Yeah, and that thing. Okay, leopard print too, like who told him that like a neckerchief with like straps that come down linear is a good look? I mean it's unique though. We do we are still talking about it today. It's unique, but There he is, Big Daddy Cool. Looks great, though, man. No, he can't be hiding chicken legs under there. Maybe it hadn't gotten that bad yet. No, they're not chicken legs. This is pretty snug. This is pretty snug there, Kevin. It's 95. You got them snug leathers on. Oh, buddy, why are you not shaving up under there, man? Are you still green? Talk about great head of hair, though, man. Good Lord. That's that good Michigan hair, buddy. I know what that's all about. Shout out, Michigan homies. Look at that thick head of hair. Good for him. Ooh, I will say, though, like, his, like below. All right, so his thighs might still be solid at this point. But his knees down, you can kind of even now. Now that I now that he like made that post, and I'm like, die like dissecting it. It feels a little like that could be the case. Here we go, guys. There's got to be like a promo or like something. There's no way they got 16 minutes on a raw, especially in this like era when it was a one-hour show. I mean. Look, I'm I'm kind of like Conrad. He had like Jeff Jarrett had like just go away heat with me. I was just not all about that at all. But like now going back and watching him, like dude could work, no doubt about it. I mean, I will say his facial expressions are a little overdone and a little too cheese. But again, it's 1995. Oh wow, we just saw like the most messed up looking, like fire up cheer. I don't know. Diesel is a baby face. It's just super weird to me. Gotta keep the roadie involved, though. Oh, he's already lost his trap. That's hilarious. Oh, into the strut. Okay. Man, he's trying hard to work for... Work for Kevin, though. Oh, yeah. Not gonna hold you up for long, buddy. Toss him into the corner. Oh, there you go. The boot against the throat. The classic Kevin Nash. I feel like that's a classic Kevin Nash thing. Run over, people. Vince. 
The shoulder thrust into the gut. I've never really understood that. I mean, like, what's the end game there? You know what I mean? Oh, just tosses him. Oh, wow. Good bump, though. I mean, this is not a bad match, for, especially for Diesel in 95 before. I mean, we're talking about Kevin before he's political Kevin and Booker Kevin and, you know, before he's actually just big sexy, you know, before he's WCW, NWO, Kevin Nash. I mean, I'm a click guy. You know, there's no no doubt about that. Like, I'm a big fan. I mean, Rody trying to ma maximize his minutes there, too. Good sell. Oh, nice. Catches. Yeah. That's good. I like that. That's awesome. Well done. I know it sounds weird, guys, but I like the I like I like being able to watch these older shows for the change of pace. Like, don't get me wrong, man. Like, if I have to, if is it like, would I rather watch Jeff Jarrett and Diesel or like? You know, Ricochet and Mustafa Ali on main event. Bro, I'm watching Ricochet, like, 100%. Like, I'm not saying that I wish all wrestling was like this, but I do feel like, um, I feel like Cody is really still has this kind of 90s, early 2000s, like, style, where it's, it's there's still some high spots in there, but it's, you know, there's going to be some chain wrestling. There's going to be some just emotional moments and less, like, athletic or maybe I didn't even shouldn't say athletic but less like um competitive feeling moments you know what I mean or like like uh soap opera style moments oh wow baby Earl just like also getting involved man how much cheese is here how many times is the roadie going to be able to bump in this match and then him not just like get disqualified I don't understand what's happening or at least getting thrown out to the back oh god you just had to listen to that Vince McMahon segue. I had to make sure we heard that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Over the top. That did look like a pretty dirty spill, actually. Surely they don't have ten more minutes left. They have, There's no way this is, is the finish of the show. And honestly, if this is the finish of the show, Nick, like, you've thrown me for a loop, bro. Because I really thought that you had me with that last one. I mean, I almost felt like a like a butterfly effect, like creepy moment. Because I was like, man, like, you found a show with Jeff on it. Like, that had to have taken some digging. And, and now we're here. And it's like, I don't know. None of this is really, like, super connected. I mean, the show's not bad. Uh, definitely not one of my favorite ones that we've covered on the show. Uh, but you know, just doesn't, this seems like a really random basic raw from, from 1995. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. There is 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, we'll see, but seems like a pretty basic raw. I mean, not seem, doesn't seem like too much to write home about. Second rope clothesline. Cause you didn't want to take a uh, Adam bombs finish there. Man, that poor guy. Again, like, dude, what if you gave him, like, the original pump handle slam? I don't really feel like you had that in, like, 95. And why doesn't anybody do the pump handle anymore? I feel like it's a cool spin-out thing to do. Like, I don't know. You could totally do, like, what if you did, like, a pump handle powerbomb? Like, 
not like where you hold them in like the old school pump handle, but like where you just pull the one arm. Like let's say you have in like a power bomb position, and then you put like the left arm between the legs. Oh, what if you just had them in a power bomb position? And you put them, like, both their hands between their legs on the opposite side. And you grab those and use those to pull them up. Almost like a straight jacket powerbomb. Mmm. I think I'm on to something here, guys. Also, when they bring back a WWE or actually just maybe AEW will finally get a video game. That'd be super cool. Can we bring back, like, Create Your Finish? Because, like, that was sick. And I feel like I could totally create some pretty cool moves. And, uh... Oh, God, probably one of the worst top row bulldogs I've ever seen in my life. But I guess that's what you get for trying to do that to a seven-foot-tall dude. I'm going to open one up for the working man here, guys. I'm going to have to crack this beer to get through the rest of this uh, rest of the show, man. To be to- totally honest, guys, this is a, this is an L. This, this, this show is an L. Um you know, luckily we've talked about my referee documentary, and uh, luckily I'm just such an entertaining son of a bitch that it's it's been fine. But man, diesel sidewalk slam. All right, cool. Yeah, guys. All right, here's this comeback. Big fist number two. Big fist and a bump. Jeff, man. I mean, Jeff was good. I don't understand why Sean really didn't want to work with him. Maybe Sean was threatened to. Not, okay. When I say that, I don't mean that, like, Jeff is anywhere near his league. But it's like, yo, if politics are really the way they were when they say they were in the 90s, it makes perfect sense for Sean to pretty much step on anybody that he thinks could have been in his role. Oh, here we go, Diesel. Here we go. He's pumping up. Wait, how much time do we have left? Okay, we got six minutes left, so maybe there is another sh- match. All right, here we go. We'll see. Or there's no way they're going to go six more minutes. God, what an ugly powerbomb. Kevin Nash is one of the ugliest powerbombs of all time. And he always looks like he's, like, humping the mat when he goes for a cover. Maybe it's just because he's so, like, tall and lanky, but it looks weird. Rhodey's just trying to get hit. Like, he just wants to be hit in the mouth on the show. I mean, I get it. He's just, trying, again, trying to get that TV time. Oh, man, I forgot about those those dreads. Those are pretty good. Solid braids, bro. There he goes. Nice kid. Give him another one. Give him one of them, one of, one of them sloppy power bombs, baby. You know the crowd wants to see it. One of them sloppy power bombs. God, he's got such a creepy smile. Like, like, he's got such a creepy smile for being like the baby face here. I feel like they're piping in sound here too, because it's like you look at the crowd and like nobody's yelling. Whether you hear all this cheering, another big boom there. Jeff pulls him out of the ring. Oh, my God. Just get that champ over, baby. Just get the champ over. Go on and watch the lights. Give him that dub. Do that J-O-B. Collect your payday. Okay, here we go. Sean and Sid. All right, so maybe this is what this is. Oh, Sean looking at the camera. Come on, you know Vince hates that. Don't do that. 
You know better. You know better, Sean. Okay, I'm sorry, guys, but Diesel, that hair, number one. It's like number one best hair in the business. 95, especially 95. Nobody, okay, I'm going to go ahead out on a limb and say this. Nobody had better hair than Kevin Nash in 1995. Like literally nobody. Best hair in the business. Okay, more Monday Night Raw. All right, here we go. We'll continue. If you will, baby. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wait. Jim Cornette is holding a regular mic, and he has a headset. Vince is making fun of him. Jim Cornette. Look at those whales and, like, the SeaWorld tie he has. Look at all the... Okay. The yellow pad and the... Oh, wow. Okay, wait. Did they change clothes and come back out? Is this one of those retape things? Every all of that arena is blacked out. Oh, Sid, you mean? Who Sid? Oh, oh, look at the kid in the American flag shirt. He's just like, he just keeps like flicking off. Oh, he's like nine. That's amazing. I feel like I was that kid. I was like nine, although he's significantly fatter than me. That's not a slight. It's just a fact. Jim Cornette's damn tennis racket that was really like a badminton racket that was taped up. Okay, they're going to hit the ring now. Hitting the ring, getting the cue, the time cue. Would you know what to do with it? See, oh, okay. All right, so the fact that Vince is just like, what do you need these microphones for? And That's all super funny. This promo? Is this really how we're ending Raw? This is the Raw that you suggested? Nick, I got to tell you, I got to be totally honest. I'm let down. I'm let down. Thank God. We've just got like tons of con content coming up soon. It's going to be grade A. I mean, this is still a solid A minus, if not a B plus. Just because, you know, your boy, Mr. Know-It-All, just walked you through this this episode of Raw. Um, and we talked about some things, you know what? And we went down some rabbit holes because, to be honest, some of this raw was kind of shite. So yeah, I mean, Sean's trying to cut a promo, but there's a lot of nipple shots there of Sid, which is weird. Cool, cool nipple shots. And next week, Lawrence Taylor. Don't miss sixty minutes. All right, here we go. Lex Luger, one-on-one. -on -one. Big Todd. Oh, the Million Dollar Corporation. I forgot all about that, like, being an actual faction with, like, more people. Buyout plan. Oh, my goodness. Tatanka. 
Why didn't they just change his name and like make him a heel, true heel? Like just give him some like. Even at this point, you could have given him some just different trunks. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like he was a pretty solid worker. I've heard some horror stories about the guy, like the dude as a person. But again, I judge people how they treat me. I never had any issues with it. Chief J just taking a bump on his bottom. 100th show, Lex Luger. 100th edition of Monday Night Raw. and you. So we did the 99th edition. Did you mean to request the 100th show? Maybe? Because that's it, guys. We're done. I got to be honest. I'm a little let down. I went in dry, you know, and, you know, we, we make these mistakes. We live and we learn. We're doing the podcast here. We're live. We're live to tape, at least, boys and girls. So, man, that's the end of the show, and I got to say, I'm let down. So from now on, I will take uh, I will take requests, but I'm at least going to look at the wiki and, like, check out the show, the show, like, card, because, man, this one was not it, buddy. This one was not a hit. Um once again, I did what, I did what I could to salvage it. But, uh, yeah, next week, we're going to be covering Clash of Champions. The following week, me and Benji Brown are going to be covering one of the worst pay-per-views of all time with WCW 1998 Halloween Havoc. But, yeah, man, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Um, as always, my name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at kfabe.com. You can find me at Daniel Daybreak. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. I'm out. Peace.